Pitt lands Florida wide receiver transfer Dejon Reynolds to add to their receiver core. Let's talk about Reynolds and how this affects Pitt's offense in 2023. It's all coming up today on this episode of Locked on Pitt. You are Locked on Pitt, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Pitt getting in the transfer portal again. They've been busy here in the portal. Things have slowed down as of late, of course, with classes kicking back up and everything. But don't worry, certainly not ending anytime soon with the spring going to be coming around that will kick right back up and pit at a lot of guys in the spring last year key contributors too like Shane Simon um Tyler Wiltz um they've added some key guys Bub Means um was a late add too um so they've added guys late in the process um where they have really kind of built up a momentum Dejan Reynolds kind of another guy here that is one of those new pieces to this pit offense that we are going to be dissecting just all offseason, right? I mean, you look at the new guys coming to this offense with Phil Dracovich, um, and, and a lot of the younger guys uh, starting to step up. So Mumfield and Means going to take a bigger role. Bartholomew's in his second year now. Rodney Hammond's going to get the main carry on the rock on the backfield, right? And, and offensive line, Branson Taylor's going to play a lot more. Um, there could be even more shuffling there, even though you have Jake Cradle and Blake Zubovich and some of those guys coming back. Dejon Reynolds is interesting uh, because Pitt really needed a wide receiver transfer. We had talked about that. That was kind of, in fact, to me, the biggest need for Pitt coming into this year. Uh, I mean, you look at what they needed on this offense specifically and, and the performance from last year. They lose Jared Wayne. So that's a, a big issue, right? You lose Wayne, Barden, and Bradley go to the portal. So you don't really have that much depth, but that will be reaccumulated through uh, by the freshman coming in, which is it, it was just all, all good and everything, right? That's all good and everything. But Pitt does need to pit hold out depth, depth, and then they need to prove that they can get maybe a proven guy in the spring. This is a two-pronged operation to me. I think they needed two transfers. So this is the first of two. So let's talk about Dejon Reynolds. Um, You look at Dejon Reynolds, four-star recruit in the 2021 class, not a super proven type of player, right? Um, You really look at his stats over there in Florida, in Gainesville, and and he just didn't put up a lot of points um, in terms of, touchdowns and he didn't really check a lot of boxes and production value. I mean, this guy's going to be a retro sophomore next year. Um, he finished with 11 receptions, 244 yards and two touchdowns. That's fine. His biggest game is against Vanderbilt by far eight catches, 165, two touchdowns. Um, but, but outside of that two catches for 74 against Eastern Washington and then really nothing else. So Reynolds didn't really play that much um, in this game. Uh, for Florida, uh, and that's kind of a concerning thing. 
you know, he played in eight games, but a lot of that was special teams. So what what does he bring to the table? First of all, and the true speed isn't really there. Um, that is the first thing that just sticks out to you on tape. Reynolds isn't a burner. Um, and that's interesting because that's very different from what Pitt has right now. You know, Bub Means can really fly out of me. Uh, you straight li- put him in a straight line. Bub Means can beat you um, right really down the field. Um, so we didn't see him used a lot in that area, and he was inconsistent when used. But he can do it. Like, that is something that Bub Means is very good at. Um, he's just good at kind of getting vertical and going. Um, Mumfield is fast, too. He's really quick in and out of his breaks. So Pitt has speed um, in the receiver room. Shane Wobico is obviously very fast as well. And, and some of the freshmen incoming, you know, Zion Fowler is obviously an athletic freak. Um, you know, Israel Polk is a guy that has, has run pretty well at, at, on tape there out in St. John Bosco. Um, so they have guys that can run. Reynolds isn't that. Reynolds is different. Reynolds is kind of your go up and get it. Even on his high school tape, he was more of a contested catch guy. And he was more of a guy that that wasn't going to separate super well with his speed. He's a good route runner, though. And that is something that I really looked at on his tape and, and stuck out to me. When he kind of dominated against Vanderbilt, that was something that really stuck out. He's just very quick and sudden um, out of his break. So he's quick. Um, I think that you're going to have to have a guy that's really on time and, and ready to go um, to get it to Reynolds. Cause again, that long speed just isn't great. Um, he can still separate a little bit downfield, but he's not going to do that very often. And he's not going to do it with consistency enough to where you trust him. So to me, he's really a two level threat for you, which is cool. Um, if he's a two level threat, okay. I can work him on dig routes. I can work him on hitches. I can work him on deep comebacks. I can work him on slants. I can work him on a lot of different things because he can separate via his route running ability, but it won't be there for, for all that long, right? You got to be on time. And when that split second opens, you got to get it to him. Um, but he can give you those easy targets. He can separate with his route running. If the throws are in structure on time, but don't, don't think he's going to win deep and, and burn people. He's, he's not that, right? He's not going to be wide open like Addison and Ian Wayne even this last year were. Um, he's not going to be like that. So he can be a guy that works inside or out and can win with his route running. I think that's where Dejon Reynolds kind of makes his bank. Um, so this is the type of player they're getting. Is he a proven guy? No. Is he a guy that adds a different skill set that they really didn't have? I think so. You know, because you, you look at the guys that they're bringing in, right? Israel Polk to me. He's a smooth route runner. He's got decent long speed. He's very Jared Wayne-ish to me. I'm not sure he's going to be ready to play this year, though, but I'm, I really like Israel Polk's game. Lamar Seymour, not a super fast guy, but not a great route runner, but a dog at the catch point. Um, your contested catch guy. Zion Fowler has the flashes of a fantastic route runner, super twitched up athlete, but is he there quite yet? Kenny Johnson, kind of an all-around do-it uh, type of player. And then you look at the guys they have on roster. Mumfield is that route runner, but he's fast and can do a lot of things. He's a three-level threat to me. I think Kanani Mumfield um, is kind of the key to this. Bub means a deep a deep field guy, um, a bigger height, weight, speed type of player. Um, and then you kind of look at, you know, Che Nwobico and Addison Copeland, and you're, you're kind of questioning. You know, Che is obviously a track athlete at Pitt, too. He's a, he's a 
one of the best in Texas out of high school. The guy can fly, so what do you have in him? Addison Copeland was hurt a lot this year, but he's a guy that maybe profiles uh, kind of as a mesh of of what I said about Seymour and Reynolds, right? Maybe not the super fastest guy, but can win at the catch point and can separate with his quickness. Um, so he's someone to watch too. That injury set him back behind the eight ball as a freshman. Um, so I, I think that Reynolds is kind of a, a different type of guy who can win underneath and over the intermediate parts of the field. He's got good hands, um, which is it's a good thing. I'm not sure he's going to be a, a difference maker in a lot of ways, but can he be a secondary receiver that pitches into a rotation and gets you some snaps and gets you some quality time? I think he can be. This is the depth move they needed. But let's talk about what they have to do moving forward in this room to make me comfortable about feeling about it. But f- first, folks, I want to let you know about – Bet online because first, folks, bet online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Folks, got all the latest odds and trends from every professional amateur league that is out there pro football, college football, college basketball season rounded into form. Got a line out there right now on Pitt, Florida State. If you want to put a little bit of dough on it right now, Pitt. Currently minus nine and a half as I am reading this. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well because they're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. Just head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, folks. Let's get back into this. So, okay. There's there's a few things. Pitt lost out on a lot of their wide receiver targets and they clearly weren't going to force a take so they lost out on kyle williams they lost out on dante cephas which was a real blow and then jared wayne also left if you lose out on cephas but wayne comes back that can be okay but cephas goes to penn state i think that's where everything kind of collides and you say "Mm, that is a real sticker um, on the resume, um, because you, you had a good class, right? You had two quarterbacks. I mean, you you picked up Phil Dracovich. You picked up Christian Vare, which is great, right? Christian Vare is a really type of uh, type of young quarterback that could potentially step into the starting role after Dracovich leaves. You add Donovan McMillan. You add Derek Davis. Um, you add all these guys kind of just circulating into it, um, which is really good. You add quality players to your rooms, um, but you didn't have the receiver, and that was what you needed the most. Um, everyone came into the offseason and said, okay, quarterback. Quarterback got fixed in a matter of about two weeks. But wide receiver didn't come along. Well, Dejon Reynolds is the first step. He's he's adding something to it. But is he adding the piece? I'm not sure that that's what they have just yet. I think Dejon Reynolds – is a fine player, and again, I think he's a secondary piece. I think he can definitely be a guy this year that can be that. And he's young, right? Four-star redshirt sophomore. Um, we talked about this with, with Mumfield and Means, right? They're not capped out. Well, Reynolds probably isn't either. But if we're going by strictly 2023, is Dejon Reynolds going to be the guy that steps in and just lights the world on fire? I'm not sure he's that yet. He could be eventually, but I'm not sure he's that yet. I'd like for them to get someone a little more proven. That's tough at this time of the year, right? Because everyone 
is trying to get out of the portal, trying to go to school. I'm trying to get in for spring practice. There are going to be transfers. There are going to be a handful of transfers that after spring ball are going to be like, okay, I'm going into the portal. You know, this isn't working out as well as I wanted it to, which is going to be fine for them. Um, They can do that. And that's when Pitt has to pounce. They need to find someone with a good profile that fits a proven high upside role. And that to me is going to be especially important for Pitt. They want this passing attack to be multidimensional. That is exactly where they have to kind of mesh everything together and and put it perfectly in sync. You know, Cephas could have been that guy. But thus far, they haven't really found that guy yet. And again, there is not a guy out there on the portal. Um, They just, they all have gotten snapped up. Um, They are not there. And that is what it is. You know, Tyquan Underwood didn't want to force a guy, right? You, you don't want to take a guy that isn't really going to contribute anything. You don't just want to take a guy for the sake of taking a guy. And I think that's very important to note when you look at kind of what Pitt is building in this receiver room. So Reynolds is a guy that gives them quality depth and has upside for the future. Um, So he's kind of the, the piece that you want. Now you want to look for that senior kind of grad transfer. Could be a guy with only one year of eligibility, a Melky Stovall, a DJ Turner, um, someone like that. And that mold to me is needed on this football team. I think they need a veteran wide receiver transfer because they just don't have a ton of experience in this room, right? It's Mumfield means and really no one. Reynolds has played a little bit, but not a lot. And outside of that, no one else in this room has played a snap in college football, um, which is extremely um, concerning uh, to me in a lot of ways. You know, you don't want to bet on inexperience. You want to bet on as much proven commodities as you can, especially when you're trying to sustain success. Now, Gavin Thompson and Miles Alston are have, have also played a little bit. Um, so they're guys to watch. Um, but again, they're not proven in any way, right? They've played very limited snaps. So so Pitt needs proven commodity. That is what they need. They need proven receivers. They need a proven senior guy that can step in and give them a wide receiver three-ish, wide receiver two-ish production. I am comfortable. I don't think everyone's going to be comfortable with it. I am comfortable with giving Kanai Mumfield the reins as a wide receiver one. I am completely comfortable with that. I think he is much better than people think he is. You look at the tape. He was separating. He's running crisp routes. He's a three-level threat. I believe this is Kanai Mumfield's year in 2023. I think he and Phil Dracovic are going to kindle a connection that is going to be very similar to that of him and Zay Flowers. Um, I think that is going to be a really good one-two punch uh, right there between receiver quarterback. But they need a third guy here because they also don't really have a tight end that, that can fill that, right? Okay, if they had that, but Carter Johnson is a really good blocker, but as a receiver, very unproven. Now, could Dylan Devaney be that guy? You know, Georgia Tech transfer, people forget about him, um, but he was a guy that was hurt for most of the year. So that is kind of... Where that comes in. Could he be that guy? Sure, but he hasn't proven it at this level. So everything's unproven. So you need to get another weapon. Somehow, some way. That comes in the spring. And it comes with getting the right guy that fits the system perfectly. Pitt has done this in the past where they have just landed guys 
in late in the spring where they probably shouldn't have, and and they're much better than you would think, right? And again, I point back to the defensive side of the ball with Tyler Wilts. That is a substantial add to this pit team this year. They don't finish ranked. They don't finish nine and four without Tyler Wilts on that team, right? That is a substantial add. Marcus Minor was a pretty late add. Um, they have added quality players to this roster late in the process. Carter Johnson was a very late ad last year, and he turned out to be a great quality tight end, too, that helped Pitt's running game really get off and go. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts to this. But Pitt is going to have to add a proven quality receiver to help fill Djokovic in this offense. If you look at, at how the depth chart could split out, we're going to talk about that a little bit and kind of who could maybe step up as that unproven guy that becomes the the gem of this class, if you will. But first, folks, I want to let you know about Built Bar, because if you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, I got it for you. You can look for Built Bar, because folks with Built, healthy is tasty. You got to try it. And seriously, they're so delicious, you know, you might not know they're actually good for you. Because they, they really are good for you, and they're perfect if you want something that is healthy but tastes great. Folks are covering 100% real chocolate, and that's 100% real chocolate. As I said, you have flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almonds, only 130 calories with only 4 grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. You can go to Built.com and order right now, but you can also go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club where you can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're at Sam's Club, brownie batter and churro are also there. Folks, you can thank me later. Check out Built. Dot com. All right, everybody. Let's talk about this receiver room because when you look at Pitt's receiver room, I think you look at all that unprovenness and you say, well, the young guys have a real chance here. And I don't think we had discussed kind of who could be that guy. Um, who out of these young guys could step up? Because let's say, let's say they do land a proven guy um, out of the portal. All right, they land the proven guy. Well, then you have a rotation of four that I think you'll – I think Dejan Rollins is part of this rotation. I think he'll play. I think he will give them quality snaps. Okay, well, usually you still want the fifth, right? You want a fifth guy in there that can give you quality. You have injuries. Well, who could be that guy? I really look at one specific player of that group, the freshman, the redshirt freshman. I, I look at a player that could step up, and it's Lamar Seymour. I mean, you look at how this dude is built. Uh, he, he comes from a really good high school down there in Miami, played at the highest level of football in Florida, dominated at that level, and he looks like a grown man. Um, that is something that immediately sticks out. That's, I'm in a, at one of the basketball games um, when they got back on campus, the Clemson basketball game. And you look at how this dude is built, and he is a brick house. That is exactly what has kind of stood out to me about Lamar Seymour. He's ready to go physically, and that's a rare thing for a freshman receiver. Usually, physically, they still got to get bulked up a little bit. Like even Jordan Addison, who had a great freshman season, really wasn't that ready physically his freshman year. He didn't really get into kind of the physical peak of everything that he could do until his sophomore year. Um, that is a rare thing among receivers. I think Lamar Seymour is ready to go. He's got a 
really polished skill set that is easily translatable to the next level. If you can high point the football, if you are a hands catcher and you are physical at the catch point, that's translatable. It is translatable. And he played against plenty of guys that were really good and will play at the D1 level, specifically the FBS Power 5 level. Um, And I think that in particular makes him very intriguing. I'm not sure if he's a super high upside guy, but he's a very high floor guy. He's ready to go right now. You kind of have a skill set for him right away where he can play on the boundary as an X and just play bully ball. I think that's the guy that I'm betting on to, to step up into that role. Now, he's unproven, right? You don't really know what you have until spring practice, and this is going to be something that's going to be actually very important in spring practice because there's going to be no other receivers other than Deja Reynolds added likely until later in the spring. If they add one, you're going to figure out kind of who it is. I think it's going to be Seymour because you look at how the guy is just built physically and the, the things that he does in his game, they are all translatable. So I look at Lamar Seymour and say, that could be the guy. I think Addison Copeland is a very similar way. If he can be healthy, I think he could potentially step up in a little uh, way. And then you kind of have the question of what about Che? Like, what about the guy that is a track star from Texas? I don't know, right? You kind of don't know what you got in speed guys until you really see them on the football field. I'm very interested to actually see him in the spring game this year, kind of see what he can do, how much that speed translates onto the football field, because you can still be fast on the track, but not super fast on the football field. Just how, like, actually unique his skill set is, because we don't know a lot about him. But he maybe needed the year to get the physical side of things or the mental side of things, everything kind of putting into place, right? So I'm very interested to see him. The rest of the freshmen have plenty of upside. I'm an Israel Polk fan. Um, I'm not sure he's going to play super early. I think he still probably needs a year. I think Zion Fowler has a high ceiling. Um, I just think he needs to polish his game a little bit. I think Kenny Johnson has some intriguing intangibles. Um, The guy is, is a relentless worker. Uh, and can win. Great body control. You look at it. He high points to follow. He's a hand catcher. Um, he's he's a guy that could also be someone that maybe he's a sleeper and sneaks up on you. Um, but I, I look at Lamar Seymour as that guy. Um, if you're asking me right now, out of the unproven crop, who's going to step up? We're going to leave Dejan Reynolds a tier above him because he has played at the Power 5 level in the SEC and has actually had a re- few really good games at this level. Um, you're going to keep Reynolds out of that group. Lamar Seymour's my guy. I'm telling you, I think Lamar Seymour has a chance to give Pitt some quality play this upcoming year. We'll see if it happens. We'll see what Pitt can do at wide receiver, but laying Dejon Reynolds is a really good first step, at least, to getting this receiving core to a place where you can feel comfortable with Frank Zagdetti and Phil Dracovich calling the plays and kind of meshing with this group. All right, everybody, as always, thank you for listening to the Locked on Pitt podcast. We'll be back tomorrow on Pitt either loses or defeats Florida State. We'll see where they are in the rankings and how you go from here. So that's coming up on the Lockdown Pit Podcast. And, folks, as we always end it here, hail to